coming up on the Melon Cafe. Welcome to the Melon Cafe new series called Cozy, Comfortable, and Confident. This series is inspired by a song I love from Beyonce's new album, Renaissance. The song that I love is called Cozy. It's not easy to become confident with the way your body looks or the way it is currently shaped. It takes time to grow up. It takes time to change your mind. It takes time to mature and reach a point in your life to honestly say right now, it is what it is. I can't change the past, but I can make sure the future looks nothing like my past. Now, here is your host, Veronica Chanel. Well, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Melon Cafe. I am Veronica Chanel, and it's been a while since I recorded um, a bonus episode. I went through some transitioning, you know, moving in. It was a lot. It's a lot when it comes to moving, right? And it's a lot trying to get everything in order. I wanted to share some more content and I want to get personal you know about my cozy comfortable and confident series that I'm running well listen this bonus episode this bonus content I told you before I bring my guests before I interview some some men and women I told you all that I was I was putting myself out there first you know it starts with me So I want to talk about anxiety or depression. Anxiety, not or, I'm going to say and depression. This podcast episode, it doesn't have this, the bonus episode is conversational. It's I'm cozy, I'm comfortable, and I'm confident and transparent and is sharing this information. So you may not hear a whole lot of extra to do in editing because I want it to be laid back and as real as possible, right? Just like I'm going before Jesus, before God and confessing to him. You wouldn't want to lie to the almighty. So I'm not going to lie to you. I want to talk about anxiety and depression, but I do not battle with anxiety or depression. And let me tell you why. Everybody know the storms of life or just life itself. There's a phrase, an old saying that says, oh, when life hits you, right? Yeah, when life hits you, it hits. And you will, if you keep living, you get older, get grown, everybody ready to get grown, get out of high school, hit that college. But life going to hit you. Relationships going to hit you. Your professional life career going to hit you. Religion or ministry is going to hit you. A lot of stuff going to hit you. And sometimes all at one time. And if you're not careful, it can take you down into a very dark and lonely place. 
I have experienced a dark and lonely place. And it felt like nobody cared, nobody's there, not even God. I have felt, I have been angry at God more than once. Thanking for his mercy and his grace for not striking me. I have felt like God was either asleep or on vacation. Now for those Christians who's going to listen to this podcast and they're going to go, oh my. (laughs) I'm being honest. If we know God don't go to sleep. (laughs) And we know God don't take no vacation, but it sure felt like it. I didn't realize, I believe I was experiencing something similar to what Christ experienced when he was on the cross. And the Lord turned, God turned from him because he was bearing all humanity's sins upon him. And God being who he is, if you go and read the scriptures, you see what I'm talking about. For those who don't know, God is holy. He don't look upon and take that mess. But that's why we have a mediator called Christ, called Jesus. That's what I believe. You may believe something different. That's cool, that's you. I don't go back and forth when it comes to religion because the Bible is finished. There is no editing and there is no editor. So why bother disputing? I just don't have time for that. But sometimes when life, sometimes you run into uh, things and people and you, you just shake your head like, what in the world? Have you ever experienced that running to people that make you shake your head and you try to, it's like you just can't see or figure out why they do what they do, why they say what they say. This is a part of life. Their mind and their spirit is on a different wavelength than yours. Point blank period. They could be also raised differently. They could have not been raised properly at all. All of these factors come into play. But one thing I learned, regardless of whether you have a single parent home like me, or you grew up with both parents, whether you had a parent that took time with you or not, if you're grown, everybody has this innate, has this automatic thing inside of them that knows you know right and you know wrong. I, I, I remember my, my nieces and my nephew when they were little, when they were babies, they knew these are babies. We talking about three, four month old or six months in a walker. And you once they how many of you know that once a child get in a walker and they figure out how to push it, they gone. You got you 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 gonna have that walker, you gonna give them a speeding ticket. Them they they gone. They go and we'll be all over the place getting and reaching. And when I say, uh, 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 I remember they stop and they will look at me. They'll pause for about a minute. But them babies tried me. <laughs> they tried me. And I had to let them know. Like I'll let everything else know. They got breath in his body. Don't try me. So I had to pop them. I don't know why them babies would reach for the thing anyway. And then when I pop you, got the nerve to cry like I killed them. But that's just, I don't know. But that child knew I wasn't supposed to touch this, but it tried me. 
I'm sure a lot of you experience that. And to be honest, people that are grown, supposed to be grown, do the same thing. You think about it. You know you ain't supposed to be doing that or whatever. But you still reach for it. (laughs) And then wham! Sometimes a bad decision one bad decision one bad decision can mess everything up or one bad decision I'm telling you you I'm telling you if you keep reaching for something let me say this before I continue and you know you ain't supposed to reach for it it will snatch your total focus your total time you have you <laughs> and then all I got to say is this real quick. Let me try to get back on topic because I knew I reared off just just slightly. You don't want to reach for something that's unprofitable in the long run and short term. It's unprofitable. A baby now, they'll try you. They know it's an innate in them they know I'm not supposed to do this but they'll do it anyway because it's, it's a baby they'll try you and then when you pop them and you train them and you let them know I can't try her or him like this they they won't be so quick to reach the problem is when we get we, we are um, adults and we still have adults reaching for stuff and doing things you know you're not supposed to do which can ultimately affect somebody else Sometimes people, our depression and anxiety is not always a sickness or something that's dwelling inside of us. A lot of times they come from what, how we've been treated, what we experience, something, right, triggers it. I never really slipped into uh, what you call quote unquote depression. Let me tell you why. And I hope I say something or anxiety to hurt, to, to help somebody. <laughs> Being depressed can't help the situation. Moping and crying don't help it. So it, it, I know I know everybody's different, but for me, I said, well, if I'm moping, I cry, right? And I go up and I stay in a dark room, close the blinds. That's what they tip, typically do. They don't really take care of themselves. There's different symptoms and signs, and they just stay. You just you're just like a vegetable in my opinion you're alive but you feel like you're not alive I'm here but I'm not here it's like you checked out that I, I, I've, I've experienced the checked out part but that deep depression thing it don't help it it cannot resurrect the situation this is this is how it helps me so I choose not to mope I choose to make myself productive I choose to turn my focus onto something else. I always been the person where if you, if the if that corner is crowded full of people, I'm from New York City, so when we walk through Times Square, I see a crowd. The first thing come to my mind are muggers and some and somebody trying to be stupid. It's New York, so I'm not gonna fall in with the crowd. I'm going to kind of back off a little bit because there's a mugger in the middle. <laughs> you got to leave. <laughs> if you're a tourist, you won't, you don't know no better. But if you're from here, we know. Now, there's a mugger in there somewhere. 
Uh, there's a pickpocketer in there somewhere, okay? Somewhere there's a pickpocketer. You move to the south, you don't have too many pickpocketers. They may try to snatch a person and run. Forgive me for saying this. If you got your gun, that's when you reach for your gun. <laughs> Let the gun be legal. I don't need no cop coming at me. Let the gun be legal. I'm saying this. <laughs> Let it be, they can't say nothing. They can't say nothing. I'm just saying. But I, 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 if, the, if, if something is packed full of people, I'm not going to run there with the crowd. I go to an unoccupied place and I stand back and I observe. <laughs> I'm just not gonna do that. I just never been the person to, to run, but I just stand back and I observe and I begin to think. I can think better that way. I feel that if I make myself more productive and I try to examine myself, it kind of helps also, quote unquote, with the anxiety that so many young people are facing. Being stressed out, I've been. I, I I let people stress me out when I was younger, like a fool. Now, oh, I will knock your head off. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen to me. I'm not violent, but I will let you know. See, now I have the Lord has helped me with this temperance, where I have more control where you don't fly off the handle. You can't fly off the handle. <laughs> you can't do that because if people know I can do this and make you fly off the handle, you'll be stressed all day, every day. Nah, nah, player. I'd rather listen to you and watch you than let you stress me. <laughs> so I hope I say something that make a person think, especially when they're up to no good. Let me observe you in your operational flow. Think like that. You'd be surprised. For me, child, I ain't got no nah anxiety. I ain't gonna let no fool stress me out. <laughs> you don't let no, 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 no. When you begin to realize that I have one life, that God has given me mercy and grace, he did not go through all of that and extend his mercy to let a fool and an ignorant person and somebody who's whatever stress me to hell? Oh, no, 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 no. Even life situations, he has taught me there's a way to handle it. One big thing, if you haven't considered God, sometimes, I hope in the near future, you begin to lay, lay or place your cares upon him for he cared. Do you know how much that has helped me? I was stressed because I didn't give him nothing. I was caring every darn thing. And like I was saying, I was I thought I had to fight every battle. The hell to the no. <laughs> I'm not fighting every battle. You're not gonna wear me the hell out. Even after I said it, sometimes the battles get more fierce. You gotta be watchful. When you say certain things, you're going to have some people that will try you like my nieces and nephews tried me when they were a baby. Do you see the connection? As they try you, you have to know how to maintain yourself. There's a time to speak and let the helpers know. But you can learn a whole lot more by staying calm and observant. 
I learned that if I stand back out of the situation, I can see more clearly of where the problem is coming from. And then it helps me to examine myself. When I do that, it helps to keep my mind clear. What I can see. Sometimes now, people do things. I'm going to be so honest. I have experienced stuff where people do things and they ruffle not just one feather. They ruffle the whole daggone nest. You hear me? The whole nest was upside down in a topset and a latirbe. And I felt like going the hell off. I'm just talking real. But then I I had to grab myself. Because first of all, I got to think. Now, if somebody put get a cop on me, am I going to get my phone quick enough to record? <laughs> yeah. I'm melanated. This is the Melon Cafe. This is the Melon Cafe. So we got to be careful. We got to be careful. You, you just have to watch out and look out for yourself. Extra careful. But but I learned now. I, I had to think and talk to myself. Is this worth me going on? Or is there a better way? That helps with my stress. It helps anxiety too. Because anxiety can bring on some more major health issues that you're not even supposed to have. That you don't need. And I get, I have um, been a supervisor before. And I, when I did my one-on-ones, you know how many people on my team I discovered had anxiety? I'm like, why you have anxiety? And they would talk to me. I felt like a counselor. <laughs> and the little stuff they tell me what makes them go off, I said, that make you go off. That. That little thing right there. I, what, <laughs> you can't let little stuff like that make you go off. I had to learn. And I, now I realize when I look back, all those times, all those issues, all those things that happened to me in public school, and even now, it somehow got me to the point where I can stand and look at you like you lost your damn mind. <laughs> Somehow it made me, somehow, and even now, listen, you know, there's a scripture to back myself up, um, how trials and tribulations come to make us strong. Even in that, you're still going to be buffered because there's going to be somebody that's going to be like, oh, okay, we'll see about that. You, you Don't let that stress you out. Observe. Observe. Sometimes you have to remove, to control anxiety, you have to remove yourself from that situation. Say, I just need a moment. And something you got to talk to yourself. This is what I did. Is, it, is, is this whole situation worth me having anxiety or, or, or super stressed out where it can bring on a heart attack? Will it fix it? And then I had to think, now who caused this problem? Did I cause the problem? Did I get something started? And when I found that, because sometimes you have to go back through and see what did you do? What did you say and what did you do? See, 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 see. And then I'm like, wait a minute, did I say something? That's the first thing I do. 
well, why, why am I going to be all toxic, terribly, get all hot and bothered? And I didn't say nothing. I didn't do nothing, right? I said, Lord, is there blood on my hands? So why am I going to be hot and bothered? I said, why am I going to let somebody else get me all hot and bothered? And in certain situations, especially when it comes to finances, there comes a time, it seems like for me, God will put you in a situation where you have to look to him. It's like it says, teaching me a teaching me and you a trust factor of how to trust in the Lord and place your cares on him. One thing, I know some people, the reason why I'm talking because I remember the, 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 the people that I, I supervised, they were on medication because it was so bad. And they, they didn't have to share that with me because medical stuff, you got to be careful. See, I know about I know a whole lot about HR, business law, even we got to tenant and landlord law. I know a lot of little stuff, a lot of little stuff along the way. That's what school would do for you. But I was I was I I had to be cautious with what I say to them because of my position and because it's medical and I'm not a doctor. I didn't diagnose them, so I have to be careful. But I'm thinking to myself, you're taking all of this and you still have a problem. I wonder, could it be that some individuals just don't know how to handle stuff? Because I, I noticed, because one lady, she was really sweet. She said, my doctor has to give me a higher dose. I'm like, why? I'm not a doctor. I, I didn't diagnose her. I didn't check her out. It may be something else. But I said, oh, my God. Then this level is not working. So she told me, I have anxiety really, really, really bad. She said, anything you just make me. So to make the, 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 I can't tell you everything that I told her, but the only thing she said was, I'll consider that. Consider it. For me, when I was stressed out, my chest was hurting and it didn't fix it. I had puffy eyes crying. It didn't fix it. Mad scream. It didn't fix it. Took Tylenol pills for the for the throbbing headache. It didn't fix it. Then a light came on. I I allowed that to get me to a point. If you are battling with depression or anxiety, could it be? something for you to think about. I don't know. You have something you have to think about. Could it be that you just allow stuff to push you, you know, to get you to that point over edge? Could it be that you don't quite know how to manage things, quite know how to think through the process? I have had people 
um, ministers in my church, my old church, and she testified in front of the church and told us that she stopped going to church because she went into a deep, dark place, depression. And she said it took a while, but God brought her out of it. She's a pastor now. Do you know she stopped going to church? She stopped preaching. She stopped everything. And when she was testifying, I said that, I, I don't know, for me, I'm a Christian. I said that that was the devil. That was the spirit of a devil suppressing you down to shut you down. She says she has suicidal thoughts. You see how the devil do? None of that helped. Whatever it was she was going through. The only thing that helped, God started, people started praying for her. They started talking to her. And the Lord came in and pulled her out. I know everybody's case is different. But he does have the power to pull everybody out. Whether you believe it or not. All that moping she did, and she said she stayed in a dark room, um, up under, she said up under the comforter, and her husband, she her husband would come in, they would try to talk to her after a while. She, she sort of come slowly coming out, but she even stopped cooking, stopped everything that she did, taking care of her house, the wife duties. Now, what was the purpose of all that? Whatever it was, when she stopped, it didn't help. So I said all of that. So many of the, for people to think, well, the next time you get stressed out or the next time that you have an anxiety attack, God forbid you, you, you still in that depression state. I know how it feels to be in a dark place. God can bring you out of that. That's why I don't let helpers get me hot and bothered. Now, I know how, I know how it feels to be hurt down to the core. I manage it a little bit differently than I did before. So if I don't bother you, <laughs> hey, I mean, come on. I'm not, I never, I never been a person that just deliberately bother people. I've never been like that. I'm not a gossiper. I just like, I'm busy. I got other things to do. Right. And I hope you do too. So I hope you people start thinking, wait a minute, I'm too, I, I need to get busy instead of being depressed. I need to get busy instead of having an anxiety attack. What, 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 what can I put my mind on something else? Or is, it, what, is there anything else I can think about? Anything else I can focus on? I feel that sometimes we just need help with how to react. So people have, I know the medical people have labeled anxiety as a disease, a sickness. I, I, I just for me from all the people that I talk with if you really listen to them and let them talk you just don't know how to handle it baby you just don't know how to handle it <laughs> you just let people get you just anything just you can't not be weak and you can't be something that's thrown from to and fro, tossed in the during wind. You're not a lip ball. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't no freaking lip ball. Who the you talking to? <laughs> that's how you got to be. 
you gotta get tough. And when life hits you, baby, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe because I'm a northerner, so that's 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 half of the roughness. I hope I said something to make somebody think. I'm not gonna get into no medical stuff. That's not my field. I'm not a, a certified therapist. I leave that for the therapists. I leave that for the doctors. What I'm talking about is my system, me, because I've been stressed to the point where I had chest pains, and I know how it feels to get to get to go down. <laughs> I know how it feels to be down and hurt, and you don't want to do nothing, absolutely nothing. But I, I know I've never been diagnosed as depressed, because I will tell I told I'll tell you in a minute I'm not depressed. I just feel a little down right now. Bump the pressure. The pressure can't help me. It can't help the situation. So why the hell? <laughs> I'ma say I'm being truthful. Why the hell I'ma grab hold to something that cannot help me? That's all I got to say. Smooth.